We've been talking in uh, Ephesians about this whole armor of God. It's funny because it's just kind of gradually shifted. God's going to put things and just keep sliding in order. And you, you might think, like, how do you guys do that? I don't know. I don't. I, I promise the moment we really try to do this, like in our own strength, this won't mess up with that. You got to be led by the Spirit of God. And we've talked about putting on the armor of God. And we've talked about getting that belt on, getting those shoes on, and those, man, we need those shoes. Man. We need some peace. And that chest plate, breastplate of righteousness, and that shield, and that helmet, and that sword. Man. Whew! That sounds, like a, that sounds like a mean person right there. That sounds like a mean person. Boy, you don't want to step up on somebody that's all ready to roll. Come at me. Nobody wants that. And you know what's funny is that the next verse is awesome because you, you would think you dressed up. Let's go. I got my armor, I got my sword, I'll, I dare somebody to say something, do something. I will cut you. Because I'm ready for it. But what's crazy is, you know, you dressed up and then it's like, all right, let's go, I'm going to fight, let's fight. And then, it's, then, then the next scripture changes everything. You're like, you're getting ready, like, let's go! Put up that scripture, Christy. I don't care what version, what version you put it up in. There's like 10, but it, it's the craziest thing. Wow. Let's go. We're fighting. Praying at all times in the spirit. Now, hold on. I need, I need to be, I'm dressed up, and I'm hot, and I'm, if I'm in this, I'm in it. Let's fight. Somebody get beat up. We're taking authority. We're taking. I got the shield. I got, the, I got it all on. I'm ready to fight. Let's fight. Praying at all times in the spirit. With all prayer. What the heck? You, you're ready to rumble. And then there's this big twist to the whole thing. About prayer. What about you? You have a better voice than you read this we're already halfway through. <laughs> I, I it says, I'm going to go back to the top just so we can move okay, on okay. from the very so beginning. Go, I, just, I just had to jump in that because I'm just going to go You're right. You're right. He was already splashing around. Uh, you're in the water. You're good. Go back to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18. Um, and just ask me, how many of you have your swords with you today? My sword blows. You got your sword. You got yourself ready. It says, finally, strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not, for we do not, can we say that together? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, say therefore. Therefore. Oh, come on, y'all. You need to be I'm saying. Therefore. Therefore. There we go. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, Not say... Strong. Some circumstances? I, I said in all. Okay. You want to say that with me? Let's do it. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith Ooh. with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints does anybody see a key word that's in this one scripture what wait i didn't hear you what was it all, all. praying at all times in the spirit with all kinds of prayer because and supplication. it's better like i feel like i can pray stronger if something bad's happening that's when my prayer gets going. And that's when I need somebody like an intercessor to pray. All times. All times. 
This is where it gets crazy because people too many times want to just pray when something bad's happening. And they're like, well, I do pray. Thank you for the shoes, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh. Thanks for the grill. Yep. Bless the chicken that sacrificed its life so I can eat. <laughs> Now I lay me down to sleep. And I'm not saying these prayers aren't are good, but what happens is, is so many times in our routine, we lose the value of it. Well, if you pray in routine, then you routinely expect God to be a routine God answering your prayers. And God is not routine. Amen. Mm. He, all. Was, he will never do it. All your times. Way. Just get, get that out of your and God will never do it that way. I love all times. And what's funny is I'm kind of jumping ahead just for a second. But I was thinking about that. You're saying all. We said all. All. What? All. Right. So, so that means when you're on the job, whether at your desk, whether you're working the line, stocking the shelves, driving the truck, checking out the customers, or when you're taking care of the kids, cooking the meals, folding the laundry, going to the store, pumping gas, paying bills, when you're going to school, whether in a building or online, hanging out with your friends, watching TV, surfing the web, checking social media, listening to music in your car, it's when you're lying in bed with the flu in, in your trip to the doctor's office, when you get a flat tire, when you have a check that bounces, when a relationship is falling apart, when your heart's overwhelmed or anxious, when you feel isolated or alone, it's in all these things that you take time to ask for God's guidance. At all times, in all things, you ask for his protection, his comfort, his redemption, his hope, his peace, his joy, his strength, his faithfulness, his help, his healing, his restoration, his wisdom, and his overall will for you at every moment in every time. Praying at all times in the spirit means that you realize that the entirety of your time and the things you do are under the control of God. And that his will is most perfect for you regardless of what you are doing or what you are facing. Amen. Say it with me one more time. Oh. Oh. Praying in the spirit is not praying in tongues. You're moved and you're guided by the Holy Spirit. If you're not in the spirit... You can't pray in the Spirit. Uh -oh. If you don't have the Spirit, good. then how are you going to pray? It says to pray in the Spirit at all times. So are you praying without the Spirit? Because you can pray something, and maybe that's not the prayer that's coming from heaven, what you need to pray for in heaven's alignment. You could be praying, oh, no, I'll pray for that. You know you didn't pray for that. No, I got that. Well, that's an excuse. It is just it. That's right. And, and so we have to be by the Spirit. We can't be by our flesh. It says to pray in the Spirit at all times. That means we're moved and we're guided by the Spirit. It's an awakening. It's a movement of the Spirit. Just like when she just got baptized. Something has happened, Hannah. That, not because you got baptized, and it's not because you're a remnant, and it's not because it, it was me or, or Pastor Brandon. It was because God moved you by His Spirit, and you had this unction to get where you needed to go, to do what you needed to do. That's by the Spirit. We can move and breathe and have our being in the Spirit. I could be somewhere else, but if I'm not in the right place at the right time, then we're out of we're out of circuit. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a, it's an awakening. It shapes us. It determines us. It it teaches us lessons. Well, I'm going to pray in the spirit, and I'll, I, and I'll tell you, I've seen in many churches. Do you hear me? I'm on your mind. I've seen many in churches and many in people in places. That because they're praying in tongues, they think that they're praying in the spirit. Right, come on, somebody just going to touch something. It's going to hit something. It's going to knock something down. That's not what he's saying. You move and you breathe and you have your being in him. You worship in spirit and in truth. But if you do not worship, if you do not have the truth, 
prayers come. It might be a prayer that say you had to pray for somebody and it was only for a week. And all of a sudden that lifted off of you. And God didn't tell you to go up to that person and say, hey, I've been praying for you and, and God's getting right now. If he tells you to do, go do that, then you go do that. And there's times that I've had prayers that's on my heart for years. Have I seen the results yet? Nope. Am I going to get discouraged? I don't have time to get discouraged. But when the enemy try to go, see, that's not me an answer. You're not really praying that right. Well, you know why? It's because your shield's down. Because it says right. your shield's up, that those arrows that the enemy's trying to save you right. and come at you, they're going to hit the shield before they hit you. Amen. So where's your weapons at? Are they locked up and, and ready to, to move? I mean, the shield of faith is hilarious because it leads you. And it leads you into with faith. But if your shield's down, the enemy's gonna his his arrows, his words, or anything that comes at you, if you don't have the shield, hit it. If it's not hitting the shield, where else is it gonna hit? Well, Paul yeah. spoke of this in order though for a purpose. Yeah. So he spoke order to it for a purpose, and he talked about the way that getting dressed in the armor of God, and then he ends with praying in the spirit. And what we have to realize is that our prayer is taking active participation in battle. It's being actively participant in the battle. It's saying, hey, I choose to participate. And you know what's crazy is you said, and, and I'm letting you know, it's not like we called and checked notes and said, hey, did you talk about that? Because I got this here, and then we're going to talk about that. No, that's not it. Because then guess what? We're not led by the Spirit. We're led by flesh. And so this is the thing about it. When you trust the Spirit, you trust the Spirit to lead you. But when Paul began to speak, he said, and take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I love how she said it's not about praying in tongues because it's not. Do you realize that speaking in tongues is the outward evidence of the alignment of the Word of God within you? It's not about what you're saying at the moment because in all honesty, speaking in tongues, nobody understands you but Christ himself until somebody comes and gives the word of prophecy to edify the body. Other than that, it is not for anything else but between you and the Lord. But when you are praying and actively participating in battle, that means when somebody cuts you off, you choose to say, oh dear Jesus, help me with my temper. That's the truth. But see, but see I trust the spirit in you. Okay, watch. Because we didn't know who was... I have no idea what your notes are. Now I don't know where your notes are. Anyway. They're, they're right before I, I just, see see. But what I'm saying is, is when I come and sit down here, or when he came and said, I trusted the spirit in him. Do you see what I'm saying? I can trust the spirit in, in you. Yeah. See, because you can see when somebody's in the spirit and when somebody's in the flesh. You ever been in, about, around anybody and maybe you've already done some Christmas or maybe you've been at Thanksgiving and you go, oh my God, they, they're going to sit right here at this table and they're so in their flesh. And you've got to stay in the spirit at all times. You've got to pray. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And, but you got to you gotta learn to trust. I trust the spirit in me, but i got to trust the spirit in you. But I can't trust the spirit in you if I knew that you weren't in That's the right. And the thing about it is, is this is what the spirit is. The spirit is the word of God. That means that what I am praying should align to what the Word of God has already been speaking to me in my heart. And then when somebody comes to me and asks for prayer, then I need to pray in accordance to the Word of God. Not because I feel sorry for them, not because I want everything to change for them the way that I want it, but God, what is your will? Why do you think he said to the disciples, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He goes down to it, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. He wasn't saying you need to pray this, this, and this. And sometimes the only thing you can do is pray that. God, whatever your will is, I just want to be in alignment with that for this person, for my church, for my home, for my family. Because prayer is so much more than just praying in the spirit. Praying is the ultimate form of communication with the spirit of God. It's where your strategies to defeat the enemy come from. And these strategies aren't only for you, but they're for everyone else around you. And you know what God began to speak to me? He said, a soldier without any form of strategy is a soldier gone rogue. It means you want to do it your way. It means that you want to form 
prompts us, enables us, and empowers us through. He prompts us. You ever felt that tug? And, and you might be praying for somebody that you didn't even say you were going to pray for. You didn't even say that you were going to have an encounter with. You didn't even say, you know, you know, all of a sudden you felt this. You might be in the car and all of a sudden you feel this. Yeah. And you go, man. And all of a sudden a face will come to you or a name will come to you or a situation will come to you and, and you start praying. That's a prompting of the Spirit of God. That's an empowering of the Spirit. Yes. To move and breathe and have your feet. You know what's interesting is Paul started in visions. The first part of Ephesians, and he was on the mountain. And he ended at the end of Ephesians in six on his knees. Listen, listen to Ephesians 1.13. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, here we go. The gospel of your salvation, and you believed in him. Here we go, here we go. And you believed in him. You were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. How many of you are sealed? How many of you are sealed? He started on the mountain and he's saying to them, you know, if you believe. Now, now at the end of Ephesians, he's saying, you've got to pray in the spirit at all times. God told me the church needs to put their armor on and this is what you need. But in the beginning, he said, now if you'll believe. In the very beginning of Ephesians, if you'll believe, then you'll be sealed. So here he is standing in front of them. And then at the end, he's on his knees in prayer. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to stand on a mountain, but sometimes you're going to end up in, on your knees. Yeah. Now, he was by the Spirit in the beginning of the visions, and he's at the end of the visions. He's still by the Spirit. It's just a different circumstance. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's crazy, Mom. It's like, and, we, and we talked about this. Like, when we were trying to figure out in the way of like the next step with this sermon, and, you know, like Jim was writing some stuff and was trying to tell me. And I, I told her, I said, I don't want to hear you. And then that, that she, she already knows because I'm like, whatever's going to be said is going to be said. Yeah. And I don't want to dictate because what you have to say so I can write around you. Right. What God, I need to know what God has says to me for this house. Right. So it says to you for this house. says to you for this house. And, and it's amazing how... When you start to work in the spirit of God, that starts to make a connection. Now, let me, let me uh, set some of you free if you're married. God desires that in your marriage. When you're spending time on your own, and, and maybe you feel like that there's a gap somewhere. Well, how much time are you personally spending? Not that you're spending for them, but for yourself in the word of God. Because when you can do that, and why are we so skittish to tell somebody what God's saying to us? At home, talk to your spouse about what God's trying to say. Talk about it. Because it says iron sharpens iron. It didn't say what that was, if it was for male or female. Or you see what I'm saying? It's whoever's going to be. Let's talk. This right here, that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing. We're delivering a message. Let me read this again. Uh, Ephesians 6, 18 in uh, uh, NIV. It says, and prayer, or in pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. All. Well, I don't like that one. I ain't praying for that one. All the Lord's, the Lord's people. What's crazy is, uh, it's the, the most wildest thing. You're putting on the full armor, you're ready to fight, and he's like, pray. Not like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I gotta pray, I'm about to get sick, I'm up here getting ready to speak, or I'm getting ready to play basketball, and everybody's walking. No, he's just saying, pray, pray in the spirit. Be, be locked in the spirit, because I'm, I'm gonna guide you through this whole, this whole thing called life. And, and he's trying to, trying to say something, but then towards the end of it, he's saying, and, and pray for all the Lord's people. Pray, pray for all the Lord's people. Even your enemies. Even your enemies. Let's, let's look at it. I love it what it says uh, in the message. Same, same scripture. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. That's good. Wow. 
That's the last piece of the armor. Wow. Because the reality is what you realize in the end is you need your brothers and sisters on each side of you when you were fighting. And if they're dropping off, Noah, who's got your six? And they drop off, you know, I'm good. And you, you, you worried about you. But if you talk to anybody that's dealt with warfare, everybody's got everybody's back. Amen. Supposed to. Yeah. Right. And you count on it. I guess if you don't feel that hand on your shoulder for the next phase, you better turn around and figure it out. What happened? What happened? So, John, uh, for, I'm, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures. We'll talk about it as we read when we get going through this. John 4, 23 and 24 in the uh, New King James Version. She kind of uh, hit on that. It says, but the hour is coming. And it's now. It's coming. And the next breath, he says, it's now. It's coming. It's now. Hey, it's coming. It's here. The hour, John 4, 23, 24. The hour is coming now, and it's now. When the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship them. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit. I'm going to read it again. The reason I'm reading it in different translations is because it's saying the same thing. It's just kind of easier in some areas to, to uh, understand. I love what, uh, if you read up, this whole, that whole thing, you must worship in spirit and truth. This is Jesus at the well with a Samaritan woman that he should not be hanging out with. That's right. That she should not be in the same areas as any Jew or anything. And, and if you look through the Bible about Samaritans, I mean, we use it today on the news. There was a good Samaritan that went out and helped somebody. Where did that come from? Jesus, his miracles, and what he did. He disrupted the establishment because they weren't supposed to be connecting or talking because it was not right. Because if you was Jewish and you, and you got with and married somebody else, that was, you were an outcast. Stephen, I'm sorry. You're an outcast. But that's the truth. That's how it was. And unfortunately today, because of racism, people still have problems with white people marrying black people. Now, I won't talk about that at church. And we still deal with it. And where it stemmed in this whole Samaritan thing is, well, you are, you are in inner, inner relationship with other people from different cultures. And so if you came close to them, you had to go wash so many times. You had to stay. So they would literally go all the way around that city and spend an extra day walking instead of walking through where they need to go. And Jesus had a purpose of what he was trying to do. I need to get a drink. He knew what he was doing. And he knew who was going to be there. Because the crazy woman was going to get her life changed and disrupt the entire city. By the Spirit. The Father was by the Spirit. And she says... In verse 19 and 20. I don't know if I had that on there. But I'll just say it. Not. Oh, you're a prophet. Well, tell me this. Our ancestors worshipped God at, the, at this mountain. But you Jews. What do you mean you Jews? You Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship, right? Now hear what I already just said. Now we've now we're in our minds... It's been like, oh, so you can only worship at church. Oh, you can only worship on that mountain. Because that's the mountain that what happened and when he killed the bell gods. Or, oh, that's when we built that shrine and so that's where we worship now. Yeah. Oh, but you can only worship in Jerusalem because that's where they said that the, the Pharisees said that that's where we need to worship, right? And he said this, believe me, woman. Now, see, you don't say that to a, like your mom or some, your auntie or somebody. Somebody's going to beat the, the your lips and going to go back here and talk. Believe me, woman. No, go there. I guess Christ can do it. Uh, believe me, woman. The time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here 
at this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Thank God we're in Terre Haute, Indiana. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming and is here and has come. I scared somebody, I'm sorry. In fact, come when what you're called will not matter or where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that counts before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind, that's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before Him in their worship. Simple and honest before Him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. God is spirit. What does it say, praying the spirit? God is spirit. Those who worship him must do it. Do it out of their very being, their spirit, their true selves. Man, is that crazy? And adoration. Wow. Second Corinthians. 317. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. He's saying, you need to pray in the Spirit. The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Church, there's freedom. There's freedom found in We take that so lightly. We do. We got the scripture right there. Oh, we sing the song. Over and over. Where the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, we sing it, but are we living it? Do we realize that He's the Spirit and we talk about the Spirit of God? But are we truly doing it? Well, here's the thing: like you, people can say, like we're sitting up here just doing this. It's like our own talk show. Um, but the reality is, is yes. Go home, get in the Word of God, and watch what He does in that. Because the Spirit of God is going to overwhelm you. I remember Jen calling me yesterday, and she's like, "Man, God just..." Drop something in my spirit. Really? Wow. You see what I'm saying? So when you connect to the spirit of God, when your prayers are in the spirit of God, they connect to your spirit and boom, something happens. But you you go back to the spots where he was talking to her because we can say that. And if you're living in it, you may know that. She was looking for but a location. But if you're not really living in that, yeah. it's hard to understand sometimes because... They can look at you and say, well, you say that because you are, and you are trying to live by the Spirit. You're yeah. trying to do that. Yeah. And there was something that was said to her is it said simply, simply live, simply do. It doesn't matter when, where, or how pretty much. It's just just be simply led by the Spirit. And, God, and simply and honestly, and God began to speak to me and he said, don't make it so complicated. Don't make prayer so complicated. There are simple ways to look at prayer. One of them is that prayer is simply communication and conversation with God. It's just communication, conversation. It's that back and forth. You mentioned being married and talking and doing it. And Christ relates the church to the bride and the groom and different things like that. But in any relationship that you are ever in, if you don't ever communicate with that person, you really don't have a relationship with them. But how are you going to do that? How are you going to do this if you don't do this? Because if you don't do this, and you think you're going to just do this and never have that communication with your, your husband or your, your, your mom, you know what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden you just think you're having this communication, but you ain't got yeah. this right here. I got a wall with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so how are you going to communicate really be by the Spirit if you can't do this? Well, because we complicate it. That's the, that's the problem is that so many, so much of communication in our world is 
literally taken and now it's separated and rearranged and there's no just simplicity. No, AI, you can just go yeah, chat. You can tell somebody else to tell what you want to say or whatever. But the thing about it is, is as I was thinking with God and communicating with him, is how many times have you heard somebody say, you know, well, why don't you pray? Well, I don't want to pray. I don't know how. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And God began to talk to me, and he said, it's not about the these, the vows, the, you know, uh, having everything perfectly eloquent. Because when you are by spirit, it's literally led by the soul, the heart, the things that are inside of you. So God already hears the thoughts that you have, the things that you are saying in on the inside. And so it's just being simple with it, whether it's spoken outwardly, whether it's a thought inwardly. Sometimes your prayers can be just a... God knows what your mind's trying to think, even though you can't get it out. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a groan in your pain. Remember that prayer? One time we prayed as a group a long time ago in a circle. Remember John II, or Second John, or whatever his name was? Uh, you played the piano, didn't you? Yeah. He said, Second John. Uh, he said, we're, we're in a circle, we're praying. He said, God, it's me again. No, I think he said, no, that's hey, God. Said. Hi. Yeah, he said, hey, God, it's me again. Hey, yeah. Said, what's up, God? Yeah, what's up? And we're all in this prayer, and I'm thinking, you know, why do we complicate prayer? Like, God gave us all a personality for a reason. We all have our individual print. And he, he tried, we see it happen too many times. People try to mimic somebody else. He wants you to be you and just the authenticness of who you are so you can present that to him. Well, God doesn't stop listening just because all of our words aren't perfect. Yeah. He doesn't just stop and like, uh, you need to rewrite that. That was your rough draft. I'm going to give you some revisions that you need to make and go ahead and re-say that for me again. You could write that all out with no um, mispunctuation and spelling, please, and grammar. We'll be great. And then I will hear you when you come to me perfectly. But why do we, why do we I guess, why are we normal when it's like the worst case scenario? Like why would we struggle when we pray to God? What do I say? But when we're mad and it doesn't go our way, we're frustrated with that. God, you gotta be kidding me. Are you serious? Are you gonna let this happen again? Whatever, God, you know, we start yelling. But then we're just being us talking to God. Why can't you just talk to God in your prayers? Hey God, I'm struggling today, but I know what your word says and I stand on. I know I can do this. God, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for getting me up today. Thank you for being with my family today. You know, like just talking to him in your own way. Be complicated. He hears your thoughts. Just like yeah. yesterday, I'm studying in, I'm studying, and I'm praying. And what's crazy is when your heart aligns with the word of God, your prayers align with the word of God, all of a sudden, the things around you outwardly, you'll notice, are aligning with the word of God and the thing that he's doing in your heart. And I was sitting there, I was praying, I had just this instrumental worship music that was on yesterday as I was just writing out, just spending some time with God, and I'm sitting there and I'm writing down, and we've talked about several times how God has just, how he chose to end this year, and how he chose to put us into the armor, and what he wants for the next year, and the next season we're going, and sometimes, you know, you, you just... You get on this pathway and you're following God and you can even get into it and get going. And God just wants to remind you through ways that even from your thoughts, he's like, I hear you, so I'm going to talk back in this way to you. You know what I'm saying? Just to give you just a little bit. You know, and it can be a sign. It can be something. Somebody says something to you or you read something or you get um, a card or something and a picture on it. It doesn't matter what it is. God will speak to you. I'm listening. Listen, I've been playing this music for three hours. Okay? It's been playing. Not one word is said on this. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting there, I'm writing, and all of a sudden, I hear a voice come on, and it says, and finally, put on the whole armor of God. I go, I just put my head down, and I began weeping because it goes through the whole scripture. I put on the armor of God and ends with prayer, and nothing is said for three more hours. What in the what? I just, I'm like, I mean, I kind of turned for a minute because I heard it, and I go, and it was a deep, and finally, 
put on the whole armor of God. And I'm like, that ain't my kids. <laughs> that definitely ain't my kids. And Brandon wasn't home. But what happened was in that moment, God literally chose through one moment to speak and say, hey, I just want you to know that you're on track. You're listening. Hey, I just want you to know I hear what you're saying. You're hearing what I'm saying. We're just talking right now about it. And it so overwhelmed me because God is just that simple. When you choose to spend time with God, he will spend more time with you. Well, it's intimacy. You know, it's me and you and you and me. And when God spoke to me about it, he said, praying in the spirit is like the air you breathe. You, you have your being in him. You know, isn't it funny that it's harder to hold your breath than to breathe? If you try to hold your breath, how long can you hold it? You know, when we were little kids, we'd go, okay, I'm gonna try to do it for oh, 40 seconds. A minute, and you know, I got a built-in pool, so some would hold their breath. I mean, he could be like a fish on the bottom of the nine and a half foot, just shoot, shoot, shoot. For the longest time, I get down there and go, oh, I gotta get back up. I mean, that's hurt me, you know. But what I'm saying is, it's easier to breathe than it is to hold your breath. It's easier to pray than not pray. And if you pray and you're you're covered by the Spirit, watch. Then you can pray for all saints. Yeah. See, if you're by the Spirit, then you can pray for all saints. How can I pray for all saints if I can't be aligned my own self? You see what I'm saying? Well, I'm going to pray for Joe and Chad. And you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to pray for well, Linda have... and I'm going to pray for... But I'm not even on track to be covered myself with the last part of the armor of God. I'm not sealed with the royal seal. How can I pray a royal seal to you if I can't be in alignment by the Spirit myself? Because if you're not aligned and you're, and you're trying to do that, then you get to somebody else and you're like, well, you know, I've been praying for so-and-so, and then you start talking. Well, guess what your prayers have turned into? Gossip. That's right. It's so good. It's and, so and, right. and your prayers become gossip because you're not aligned in the Spirit yeah. in that area. Yeah. And then we start having these gossip talks. And we... we, we we, we start the conversation, yeah, I've been praying for so-and-so. Did you hear, you know, blah, blah. and then there you go, start talking. Yep. And, and if our spirit's not lined up in the right way, all we're doing is just causing more problems instead of helping grab people out of the pit. Well, if you're, but the problem of it is, is prayer is not all talk, 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 talk. Prayer is active, communication, yes. speaking and listening. It's being willing to listen to the word of God in your life, to allow it to be applied to you in your life. But the reason he the reason he talked to you is because you've been talking to him. Do you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes people go, man, he hasn't talked to me, he hasn't talked to me. Have you been talking to him? You know what I'm saying? I realize the importance of it. Like, if yeah. I don't talk, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. You all won't like me. Yeah. No. i got to talk to God. Yeah. Because we're going to have a problem. I'm going to have a problem. And there's, times that, and there's times that you talk to him like there's an urgency, da, da, da. and then there's times that it's the intimacy of spirit and truth. It's just, it's a time of worship. That's prayer. But I wasn't even. But what's funny about it is I was saying not one word sitting there, but we were talking. I had my word open and was just reading. We but we were having a conversation. I love a post that I've seen recently on Facebook. It says, you know, if you want, if you say you can't hear God talk, read your word. And they say, well, I still don't hear him. Well, read it out loud. He's still talking to you. He's still talking to you right here. And the crazy thing about it is, it, it's more about telling God, it's, we think it's more about telling God what you want, but it's not. It's asking him what he wants for your life. If my will doesn't align, it's like you should be telling God when you start your prayers. If what I'm about to ask you does not align with the spirit of God or word at work in me, then God, remove whatever is in your way so you can have it. So you can do what you want for me. It might be me. Then what's crazy is we don't realize prayers what moves the hand of God. And you were talking about praying is easier than not praying. Yeah. And God, he, I was sitting there and he said, not praying is like having a non-existent relationship with someone and expecting to receive the benefits as if you did. That's right. Wow. Not talking to God is like, Try 
and they know all your families and your dogs and the things that are going on and why things. No, that's a, you. You are telling they block you, and then you get all upset because you just got your friend blocked when it really wasn't your friend because you never talked to him unless y'all face the CPU camera. It's the same thing. Same thing with God. You want benefits from God without spending time with Him. You want Him to fix the situations for your children and fix the situations for your finances and fix the situations for your job and fix the situation. First of all, why don't you just fix yourself in alignment with God personally and if your kids are at the age of accountability, then let them fix themselves with God too and you all get in alignment with God here so that here can be existent in the way that it needs to. But the problem of it is, is we're like this. I'm worried about you and 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 I'm worried 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 Oh yeah, you got it. You what see kind of God is that? Holy cow, that what makes me feel God? anxious just thinking about it like that. Like there are times we, we have had things going on. It just happened the other night. We had another flat tire. Like I'm telling you, like this is the fifth time within a month of weird things happening. I just fixed it. And it Same really tire we just fixed. And we were driving on the highway and we couldn't swerve because traffic and some metal fell off of something in front of us and slash your big tire. And we got to where we needed to because we were supposed to be at a Christmas party and I'm supposed to be joyful and happy and tra la 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 and I've got a flat tire sitting on the rim and parking lot. And I look out there and I carry my tray in and I have a smile and I'm really quiet and I put my stuff down <laughs> and I'm smiling and I'm still thinking, I'm going to cry, I'm going to freak out right now. I don't want to spend any more money on it. And I, in my mind, I start to think, and all of a sudden, I just think. We're the spirit of the Lord. And all of a sudden, I was like, I'm good. I just went, and we just, and I let it go, and I, and I had to, for myself, check right here. Just me. Not, not that I get, can you believe I got a flat tire? Like, nobody knew. Brandon was gone for like an hour, and so was Uncle Rick. They were gone for like an hour, and everybody's like, where are they at? And finally, they kept asking, kept asking, what are we eating? And finally, I was like, we have a flat tire. And it was just like, they were like, oh. But it wasn't like I went in and I'm like, oh my goodness, I had a flat tire and this is so awful. Can somebody help us and we can't afford it? No, I just took a breath and said, God, in my breath, my side, he knows your groans, he knows your size, he knows when your prayers have no words. And in that, I was saying, you're in control. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, prayer is the air we breathe. Yeah. It, it's the air we breathe. Some think prayer is an option. But it's the combination of everything on top of everything. See, sometimes you think it's an option to pray. But it's, it's everything upon everything. You see what I'm saying? That's your scent. You're on my foot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. It's on everything. It's on top of everything. Sorry. <laughs> that was a monster. I, I was trying to get in this. Everything on top of everything. It's line upon line, foot upon foot. Sorry. I was trying to move. I need to separate them. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. It's everything. Well, let me, let me say something about. I'm not going to get long in this whole. You guys enjoying this? It's like a weird talk, but. It's good, because it's, it's about the prayer. When that happened with the tire, if we weren't lined up in the spirit of God, because, don't get me wrong, it's frustrating. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. You could almost like, it never fails. It always happens to me. I'm like, there's a mark on me or something. Uh, but you have to, because here's what happens. If your spirit isn't lined up with God, that situation that would happen, and everybody has different situations. When your situation happens, it can disrupt everything. Your attitude's going to change towards people. Like, why are you so mad at me? Nobody knows what happened to you. But if you're a spirit don't align with God, you ain't in the spirit with God, and you're in your flesh because something happened, then everything else starts to get crazy around your personal life. And when it gets crazy around your life, then nothing else is going to get lined up in the spirit. You have to literally line yourself in the spirit of God. Because we all face stuff. But if you don't, this is why it's easy to sniff at somebody and it's easy to respond that way and in the flesh because if we're not in the spirit and we let the, the situations of life dictate us. I mean, the reality, let's just talk about it. We've been talking about this. This is week seven about 
the armor of God. I don't need to see hands. I just need you to think and just dwell. How many have been reading that scripture every week? How many have started to put on the armor of God daily in their lives? Or is it just something that we've been talking about? You, you watch the sermon online or you've listened to the sermon. Or is it something that you're doing? Because if you're putting on the armor of God, you're, you're spending time in prayer. Because you are talking to God about God. Today, I put on the belt of truth. Today, God, I'm going to put on. And, and not that you're in a hurry because... You got to make time for what's important to you. If you're running late and you get to work late, you still got the stinking bacon bits in your eyeballs trying to wake up at work. You ain't even you ain't even no good at work for an hour. Get yourself prepared and get yourself ready. That you said you know I guess set my alarm. <coughs> you know I'm gonna lose a little sleep. Wow, ooh, wow, sacrifice to spend time with God. Wow. That you're going to take the time and say, you know what? I'm going to get up a little early and I'm going to put on the armor of God. Now, don't you get in bed and be like, we'll do it in bed. I'm going to put on the belt. <laughs> if bed is, uh, you know, anybody else love their bed? I love my bed. Like, I love my fan. It's from heaven. Um, it'll blow every sheet. It's like a big old jet. <laughs> but I can't communicate with God when I'm laying in my bed like that. You know why? Because I'm going back down. <laughs> You're going to la-la land. And I have to get up. And I, I, whatever that is for you, whatever that looks like for you, get that stuff on. Talk to God. Maybe it's five minutes and five minutes and five minutes. Maybe it's five minutes of prayer and, 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 and five minutes of thanking God and, and worship. And then it's five minutes of silence. Maybe, maybe I'll challenge you this week. Take, take that time. Take 15 minutes. Five minutes of prayer. Five minutes of thanking and, and worshiping God. And then five minutes of nothing. Listening. Quiet. No phone. No nothing. Just sitting there. Well, it's a God conscious. Well, you have to. It's, because, it's a God conscious. It's not about the pattern of prayer. I'm not saying five minutes. No. It's, it's got to start something. But, but like, it's not formal, formal patterns. Yeah. It's the consciousness of the communication and the well, intimacy. Your consciousness between you and her yes. is different between me and you. Do you know what I'm saying? You I still think, have a consciousness of what the relationship is. But if we don't have a God conscience, we think we're going to do it as a pattern and not a, to breathe. Well, I think you what, I mean? what people struggle in prayer a lot is throughout history and churches and stuff, there's been so many rituals at churches. Yeah. People do with the church, with the people that do that stuff, they don't know how to communicate at home. Do I need to light five candles? Do I need to set this thing up in here? Is this how it's going to be made? All God is saying, I just want you. I just want, I, I, I molded and shaped you. I created you and I want just you. Just that time together. Exactly. And God, so funny how he puts things in alignment because one of the things that keeps me with was God is concerned less with the formation than the foundation of where it comes from. He's not worried about the form of your prayer or where it comes from or exactly when you do it or how you do it. It's just do it. Just spend time with me. Just make time for me. Just, just make me important in your life. You want all these things that you desire for me to do in your life to be so important to me, but I am not number one to you. I'm on the back burner. You won't ever know that. If you don't spend time with God, you got you dress up for what then? How you gotta spend time with God so He can direct you and guide you through what you need in your life. Yeah. Yeah, not in your underwear and your armor. Well, and you said it's no, but it's intimacy. You you talked about intimacy and hit on that for a second. And it's the truth. Like, and going back to looking at situations and relationships that you've been in and stuff like that. You know, don't don't expect for things just to work out and go to a certain level of intimacy when you ain't even spend time just to have a communication. And, Hi, how are you? How was your day? How's things going? You know what I'm saying? You've got to work your ways to the levels of intimacy with God. And when you do that, they continue to become deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'll say it like this. What you want from something is what you are going to put into it. You get out of something what you put into it. Just like we said last week. The sad part about it is, is the devil is more hungry than you are. He's more hungry to be out for you than you are hungry for God. And God is wanting to come in and spend time with you and work with you because prayer isn't just about seeking out to fix your problems. Prayer is praise. Prayer is gratitude. Prayer is thanking him for the things that he's done. Prayer is coming and 
simple. It's a simple life. A God conscience. So that God is the filter through which every experience passes. Listen. So God can be the filter through every experience passes. Good, ugly, indifferent, major, minor. He can be that experience. He, he, it passes through. So if, if, I, if I'm praying and all of a sudden there is a huge storm going on. And there's things that, that I know that I can't, I can't get through that. Whether it's physical, in it's something even physically. You can go through something very physical in your body. And you can stand in there and, and but whether it's good, bad, I didn't know what, what the IU doctor was going to say this week. I had no idea what was going to be said to me. But whether it was good, bad, indifferent, any, I was still standing in the simplicity of God and I was breathing in this area. So whatever happens, I'm not going to say, if he said, you have this, this, and this, and there's no cure. I'm still going to stand in God. Would that shake me? That shake me a little bit. But I know my intimacy with God. I know my breath with God. And if he wants to do something through that and teach me something or teach somebody else something, then I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It, it filters through God. So it's either major, whether it's big, little, small, it still goes through God because you're in God. You breathe your breath of prayer through him. Do you get me? And so anything that's going on, whether it's bad, ugly, major, minor, you, you shouldn't be shook with that. See, we've been shook too many times to say, oh my gosh, that's not going to work. Oh my goodness. My family, that's not going to, I prayed and prayed, so I'm just going to give up on prayer on that. You know what? Your intimacy between, and it ain't none of your business when that's going to happen. That's God's business. Releasing your will to his will. So see, then we try to get into it. Then we gossip because we have to get into it and say, God, they act like the devil. You know, so they, that ain't never going to change. You see them, they're, they're never going to Well, who do you think you are? You look in the mirror lately? You know what I'm saying? You know how you kill gossip? It's real simple. When they start breaking yourself, let's just pray for them real quick. They won't come back and tell you something else. I don't care if you're in school, at work, I don't care what you're doing. Well, let's just pray for them real quick. You can, that that is, that cuts right to the core. Reality is, church, prayer is so important. It's, it's it says prayer without you know, without stopping, and it's our thoughts. We're gonna do some communion, and uh, what's what's amazing is is when we have prayer, we. Like when we don't know what to say, we know our thoughts. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Well, if they are higher, he already knows your thoughts. So when you're talking with him and just communicating with him, even with you saying words or if you're just thinking of why you're working and doing the job you do daily, have time. Talk to him. That's what he desires. All of us. This is, this is like f uh, fundamental things about just being a Christian. Just praying. It's just funny how it's just lined up with this whole armor of God looking like this... You know, get this whole outfit on. He's like, you need to pray, yeah. and you need to pray for the the people around you. Well, the reason that we have the communion set out here today, um, it's not. This isn't communion as normal as you're looking at. Oh, I'm I'm doing this in remembrance of God for your body and your blood, and I thank you. This is a different form that God was speaking to us today, and the reason I believe so is because God deliberately said to me that the only form of retreat that any Christian or Christ follower should take is to retreat to him in prayer. The only form of retreat you should ever take in battle as a Christian is to retreat to him and fall back to him in prayer. That doesn't mean you just quit doing what you're doing. Take the example from Jesus Christ. Every time he needed to be strengthened for the battle that was ahead, he retreated to prayer with his father. And God began to speak to me, and he said, I, I want them to take communion, he said, but of their own choosing. He said, this isn't about just taking communion because we're doing it as a ritual or a routine, because prayer is not a routine, ritual thing. It's something that you make a lifestyle out of. It's something that becomes who you are, just like she said, like breathing in and breathing out. If you stop breathing for a little bit, you're going to die. If you stop communicating with the Father, your spirit will die. 
Don't just come up here and take it. I'm sorry. This is not something of, oh, bless the Lord and take it and partake it. No. You are literally taking on an oath in your body. You are literally taking on something in your mind to say that spending time with you is more important. Then maybe instead of putting my dance on in my car when I get in because I like music, I'm just going to talk to you. And that's why it's all wrapped around the blood and what he did on the cross. Because he did that so he can live within you. So you can live a free life. But you take an oath. It's, it's like that creep. You, you take the oath because he did something amazing on the cross. And there's a war out there. Nobody wants to talk about it, but it's a spiritual warfare. It starts with you. It starts in your home. It starts everywhere you surround yourself. Take it serious. And nobody can do it for you. No. That's why I told the worship team, they didn't know what we were doing. I said, we're gonna, I've already got something ready. We're not coming up. Because guess what? I'm not here to lead you to pray with God. I want to lead myself to spend time with God. I want to focus in and spend time with God because he's important to me. Everything else around me can become so much more important than me spending time with God. And guess what? At your home, ain't none of us going to call you every day. Oh, by the way, did you spend time with God today? By the way, did you call God? And I'm not going to ask and pass the point once my children get to a certain age. Hey, it's important to read your Bible. Hey, no. You've got to figure it out for yourself. You've got to get up and talk to God yourself. You have to spend time to God yourself. He has to be important for you, for yourself. Quit waiting for everybody else to pray prayers over you and you start talking to God and quit complaining. Just start talking to him. Just tell him that he's good. Is, he, is anybody in this room know that he's just that good that if all you had to say was thank you, it would be enough? Or is, or is life just that awful that there's nothing good? Is there really nothing good that you have to say to God? I'm not saying we don't go through hard times. I'm not saying things don't get tough. But in the end, he is still God. And he is still good. And he is still worthy of your praise. He is still worthy of your time. Some of you have been, I just heard clear stage. Some of you have been holding your breath. Yeah. And some of you have had fear of situations and you just went, and you held your breath and you've not released what you need to release. And, and the Lord says that as you come and you take me and my my brokenness that was on the cross, and as you take the blood that's going to cover you in your armor, he said that your breath is going to release itself and you'll be able to breathe again like you're supposed to breathe again and have that communion with him. Some of you have held your breath so long that you're blue. Your lips are blue. And he said, as some of you take your step out, it's going to cause you to take your breath. And he said, I'm going to take your breath away. I've been waiting to take your breath away. Not your house and what you want. Not this car that you want. Not this relationship that you want. I want to take your breath away. 